What's up, y'all? Before we get started, I want to tell you about one of my favorite online tools, which is Kajabi. If you are interested in having an online business, this is a one-stop shop. It actually hosts your online products, email lists. You can have affiliates and coupons, all the things. Literally, if you want an online business, you need Kajabi. The cool thing is, is you can have a free 14-day trial. And technically, y'all, you could build a product, sell it, and let it pay for itself within 14 days. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Go over to heatherparody.com forward slash Kajabi to start your free 14-day trial. Again, that is heatherparody.com forward slash Kajabi. The key is to do. When you think or you, you game plan too much, that's all you end up doing. No, no, okay, I came up with this great idea, but I didn't execute on it. Like, nobody will see if you don't execute on it. I've always felt I was born with several palsy. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world. You never know what an idea will turn into. That comes from today's guest, Dr. Kojo Sarfo. And if this is your first time listening, what's up? My name is Heather Parody. I am your host. I originally ran across Dr. Kojo on TikTok. Y'all know how I do. He is a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner who has built a stinking huge following online talking about mental health. Now, although Dr. Kojo has spent years working in very intense mental health situations, he is leading the way by showing how to use viral videos and creative content to advocate for mental health and empower his audience through education. So today we're going to dig into how to use online media to spread messages you care about, even if you feel like they're kind of heavy, why he is on a mission to bring mental health into the entertainment space and how we can let go of self-judgment as creators. And as he puts it, simply do. Now I know nobody in the back got no self-judgment about their content. No, no, no. We so we so confident, right, y'all? Listen, we all second-guess our girls and struggle, so you're going to love what Dr. Kojo has to share today. His website is kojosarfo.com. He's also pretty much everywhere on social media with the same handle. Make sure you connect with him. His content is so awesome, so unique. And hey, if you have a friend in your life who is maybe in the mental health space, I promise you they're going to want to hear his story and see his content. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode Share it with your favorite therapist or mental health advocate. Let's go ahead and get into this online media, mental health, and creating more with Dr. Kojo Sarfo. Professionally, for me at least, I graduated high school at 17. I went to Alabama. I started off with an associate's degree in nursing. Uh, I probably led to a bachelor's degree in nursing, and then I went back. Uh, At that point, I was working in a psychiatric facility, and I got to see how the mind works and how people interact. And initially, it was very bizarre for me but once i understood that these are people who needed help and i realized i could have an impact it drew me more to the profession so i decided to go back and get my dmp which is doctor of nursing practice uh with a mental health specialty and i spent the last 14 months or so uh doing forensic psychiatry in uh, southern virginia before coming out to california uh so i just enjoy you know helping people uh, at their lowest and and 
doing that also helps me out because you get to see people's stories. You get to see what happened in certain parts of their life and you get to see the progression. And then you think back to yourself, like, okay, if somebody had intervened right here, we could have changed the course of this person's life. So uh, it's been helpful for me just as an individual to see like the progression of, of what trauma does to you, what depression does to you, what burnout does to you. Uh, and it helps me be more proactive in my personal life. So it's like I'm being helped in two different ways, like on a personal level and also professionally, that I'm able to um, help other people out. So it's been a great experience, and um, I'm fortunate that I get to do this. So forensics. Um, in school, I remember, you know, in psychology class, like 101, like intro to psych, everybody in that class was like, one day I'm going to go into forensics and I'm going to study this. I mean, everyone was super drawn to that field. And it was funny because like, through uh, undergrad, graduate school, you'd see these people in the hall, you'd run across and like, hey, how's that forensic stuff going? And none of them, I knew zero people who actually ended up doing that. Like people are drawn to that because it sounds super interesting. But I haven't really, you know, in my experience, I didn't see people actually follow through and actually pursue a career and, and make it. So why, I was kind of curious, like, why do you think that is? Because I think a lot of people see the CSI stuff and they want to know about what criminally insane and that's super interesting. But look, what does it take to actually uh, pursue a career in that? You need to be the number one thing that I say you have to be non judgmental because everybody wants to do that type of thing. But, you know, you have, you work with some patients who have, you know, maybe murdered some people, hurt people through robbery or, you know, um, you know, arson or child molestation and uh, rape. There's a lot of gruesome things, you know, and I don't even want all the CSI shows. I don't watch any crime shows because that's what I was doing for a living. So I had no interest in watching those shows because like I could, I, I could be exposed to that on the daily. So I never really watch those shows, but you have to check your, you know, your own uh, bias at the door. You know, if you feel a way or if you've had certain trauma in your life, which is going to make you feel a way towards somebody who's on a certain thing, then you have to be mindful of that because you're going to see everything in the forensic environment. And you have to come in there as a provider or as part of the team. And you have to be non-judgmental and you have to do your best to, you know, help that person out regardless of what they're going through. So you have to be very non-judgmental, you know, because it's it's one thing to watch on TV. It's another thing to live it. Sure. I, I'm glad you brought up the judgment part because I was listening to another interview that you did. I'm on another show and you were talking about, you know, a lot of the self-judgment that we have when we are struggling with different mental health issues, whether it be, you know, on the kind of more common spectrum to even more of like the heavier diagnosis. And I hate using those terms, but I hope you know what I mean. There's a lot of self-judgment that comes in with diagnoses and even admitting that you're struggling or whatever. And especially when you're a leader or maybe in the eye of, you know, you have followers and you have people who assume certain things about your life. Releasing like judgment around not only others, but also yourself. What are some tips for that? Because that's a super hard thing. It, it's hard. And, and every day you have to figure out how you're going to do it for yourself. So even for me, like I'm always switching up the game for myself. Now I decided to take weekends off um, because I never really rested like that. So now I'm going to take weekends off. And uh, a lot of the weekends will be three or four day weekends. You know, like I want to rest more than. I work now because for the past 10 years, like I've burnt myself out working, 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 learning, studying, working, working. This pandemic has exposed all of us. Like we've learned so much about ourselves. And I firmly believe that if you don't take the chance to, if you don't take the time to like game plan and 
pull back sometimes and, and rest and relax, uh, this pandemic could negatively affect you. You know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, PTSD on the back end uh, with healthcare workers and, and people who have lost loved ones. So we have to really, this is not a normal time, you know, and even for me, like, it's not normal for me to leave my job to social media being in California. That's very abnormal. But I'm taking the time out to, you know, I have to figure out what works for me, you know. So if this the first time in my life that I'm resting more than I'm working, I'm sure I'm grateful for that. But it is weird for me because I'm I'm geared to work, you know. So I, like not judging myself, and also like for someone like me who like I'm normally very productive. I do a million things at once. If I don't do all those things, I have to detach myself away from the identity of a person who's on the go. Because if you don't do that, you'll feel bad for resting, you know. So I have to like allow myself to hey, just take a break. And yesterday I took a break today. I'll do a couple of things in the morning after that. I'll go to the beach and take a break. You know, I'll work out with the dog, you know, call my parents, just relax. And even with TikTok, sometimes, you know, I'll say, okay, I'll take like a break for three or four days or get off the app or just get off of social media. And of course, a lot of my posts, you know, my assistant, like is scheduled. So it'll look as if I'm still online, but I'm always giving myself time to take a break, rest, relax. Uh, and then when I come back, you know, then the content I put out there is is not forced, it's authentic, it's helpful to people. Um, well, at least I feel like I'm giving the best that uh, that I, I I can give it at that point in time. Uh, you alluded to quote leaving your job and going into social media, going to California. That's some crazy stuff. Like, tell us a little bit yeah. of what happened. Yeah. Um. So I always wanted to, you know, like I remember telling friends and, and family for the past almost year and a half. I'm, I'm going to go to Los Angeles. I'm going to go to California. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. But, Even before um, TikTok? Yeah, before really? TikTok. Like, How come? It, it was because it was, I wanted to, like, visiting here, I thought it was really nice. And then, like, seeing how people receive ideas. Like, it, an idea here is not just like a, you know, like a far-fetched, stupid thing. Like, it's people take ideas seriously. You never know what an idea will turn into. So I'm naturally a creative. So I figured that I needed to be in a bigger market anyway. But I had to graduate school. I had to pay off a couple of credit cards and things like that. Uh, and uh, after I came to a, a TikTok event here in LA, that was actually a year ago uh, in February, they had a TikTok, um, you know, Black History Month creator meetup. That was the first TikTok meetup that they had. And they flew all of us out to LA and getting to be around other creators. That really got my mind going. I'm like, I'm going to make it here one day. I have to come out here and I need to be, I know uh, amongst all of these, you know, uh, bright people and creative and expensive individuals. So I knew that I was going to have to get here eventually. So I just, you know, started to save up. But I got comfortable with my job and, you know, I got a, a pay a pay raise and, you know, you get to be a little comfortable and then you kind of lose track of what you wanted to do. And then luckily I was able to remind myself, OK, this is what you want to do. Take your time, go into this. And I finally had the confidence and, and the courage to, you know, step up and 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 make the move. So, well, what better time than now? You know, it's a pandemic, and this is the best time to reinvent yourself. So, yeah, you know, there's I, I'm totally jacking this up, but somebody once told me that you know sometimes you have to say no to the good in order to say yes to the great. You know, you had a career that you loved, that you were good at. I'm sure, you know. It's not like you hated it. It's not like, oh, screw this crap. I hate it. I'm going to do something right. else. But it. like saying yes to yourself where like there's a higher calling or whatever, dude, that's sometimes so hard because I know I've talked to some of our listeners and there's almost like a, a guilt that sets in. It's like, I worked so hard for this. I spent years in school, whatever. And then making that transition for something that 
you know, is unconventional and outside of the box. Did you just know this was the right thing or did you just feel like it was a chance? I fairly believe that it's, it's the right thing. And in life, you have two decisions for most things. You know, you can go left, right, A or B. Um, but I believe that you make a certain path like the right decision, you know, because you, you can, I can say in Virginia and I could have made that the right decision or I could have come here and made the right decision. So, you know, I'm here and um, I mean, every, every day is so scary. Every single day I wake up is still extremely really? scary. Like, yeah. It's helpful always, hearing that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. like you have different, your mind goes all over the place. Like, what about this? What if this doesn't work? Or like every single, like there's not been a day that I've been here that I felt like at home. I don't feel at home yet. I still feel like uh, like a fish out of water, you know, but I'm forcing myself to be uncomfortable. It's getting better, but I don't feel like I'm at home quite yet. I enjoy myself here. I'm very happy to be here. Like I'm enjoying it, but in terms of like being at home, you know, like the time difference is off. You know, people are waking up. If I wake up at six, which is relatively early, it's already nine on the East Coast. People are making decisions about everything and I'm in the bed. So I'm like, I need to get up. Like, what's going on? So it's still very awkward and it's still, it's a big adjustment, but it's still the right decision. And I just have to keep going with it um, and just, just be patient. Like everything that's going to happen is going to happen. It's a matter of time. Your decision to stick with mental health content. Can mm -hmm. you walk me through that? What was the reasoning that you wanted to start talking about mental health online as a content creator? Right. So, I, I mean, it's what I do for, uh, it's what I do for a living, you know, and, and I think that the people who make it, it like online or in the industry, they talk about their life. That's the easiest way to build a, a fan base. I remember one time, this might be a little off topic, but I remember one time, uh, People ask Wiz Khalifa, the rapper, the rapper, why do you always talk about, you know, smoking weed and going to parties? And he's like, that's my life. <laughs> that's what I do every day. Sure, sure. So so his life consists of smoke weed, make music, and go to the parties. So he does that well, and he has a massive fan base because people enjoy him and know him for that. My life consists of, you know, working out, figuring out how to take care of myself, working in mental health, working with people with a variety of conditions and people who've been through a lot of different experiences like that's my life so i'm I'm talking about my life and like when we bring in students and we, we talk about different mental health conditions and we try and break down bipolar one versus bipolar two and then adhd versus ocd like like we do that at the hospital anyway like we learn or we go through difficult ca uh, case studies and we talk to patients we talk to family members so i i put myself in the shoes of a family member sometimes when we're trying to tell them hey your friend your son daughter brother sister needs to take this medication if not they'll end up back in the hospital more than likely or like i've been in all those different scenarios so that's why that's just that's my life like my life consists of that so um like it's easy to talk about it um because that's my life. The only hard part is the creative. On TikTok, you have, in my opinion, uh, at least the way I put out content. Sometimes people maybe just talking to the camera and it works. And I'll do that sometimes, but I believe that you have like seven to eight seconds to really get somebody. So, and and I want my content to be show-stopping because we're all scrolling through our phones. So I need the first two or three seconds to hit. I need to grab your attention and give you a reason to watch the whole video. And then at the, while you're doing that, you're learning something you know, along the way. So the creative is the only part which I sit there and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Maybe this dance, maybe, maybe this thing, or maybe this trend, or will it work like that? But the actual content, I mean, mental health, like that's what I do for a living. So it's not, 
that's what I do every day. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard so many people say that they want to put out more creative innovation because I mean, this is the truth. If you want to have, you know, mass impact on anything, you're going to look at media and you're going to look at entertainment and stuff like that, because that's what really gets out to like mass groups of people. And so we have an opportunity as creators to you know, really spread our messages. But I know there's a hesitancy sometimes. Like I was on a panel last weekend at a podcasting thing and one of the ladies, you know, asked a great question. She says, I'm a therapist and we talk about some super heavy stuff. Um, I don't feel like I can bring that content into Reels or TikTok or whatever like that. But there was a hesitancy there because it's like, this is kind of serious. You know, I mean, you're you're talking about some very, very serious stuff, but it's it feels very light and it feels uh, approachable and like, not intimidating the way that you present it. So any just tips for creatives who maybe talk about, you know, something heavy or mental health or divorce or suicide or any of these things that are really, really heavy, like figuring out how do I present this in a way that isn't a bummer all the time, right? I would start off if I was that person, I would start off if you're a therapist, your phone and the the camera and say, hey, does anybody else feel like they want to put out content, but they feel like it's too heavy to talk about? You read the comments, you'll see there's a whole different community wow. of people. Wow. And then you look through their comments, and like go click their profile and look through their comments, look through their content, see how they're doing. If you like my content, click my stuff. If you watch a lot of my stuff, then on your For You page, people who are similar to me will pop up. So like the key is to do, you know, like sometimes like when you, you think or you, you game plan too much, that's all you end up doing. And like I've, I've done that before. I've. I've come up with all these elaborate ideas all day. And then when it come comes on, time to, yeah. to do it, I just go to sleep. I'm like, okay, like I take pride. <laughs> no, yeah. no, okay. I came up with this great idea, but I didn't execute on it. Like nobody will see it if you don't execute on it. So I would just make a video and say, hey, this is what I've been going through. Because um, you don't get penalized for making a bad video on TikTok or even online. So if a video of mine flops and it doesn't get like over 10,000 views or 50,000, 100,000, like nobody is going to hold you for it. Like people don't remember that Michael Jordan played baseball and, and didn't do well at it for two years, but you remember the the highlights. So nobody's going to sit there and say on February the 8th, you posted this video and only three people saw it. And nobody cares like on the grand scheme of things. So I would just do that. And eventually over time, like figure out like your cadence of how you put out content. Some people are naturally funny. Some people aren't. Some people are naturally witty. Some people aren't. Some people look really good. So they'll, get somebody to watch the first two or three seconds but you just have to try you have to go out there and you have to just put out the content because once you do that it becomes easier you look in the comments and people will say i want to know more about this or i want to know more about that or they'll say oh have you watched this versus content they do a great way of uh, describing this this, and that and then the more you consume that you'll figure out how to do it and it's going to be awkward at first you just have to keep going and like you can't care about people's opinions like i of course, like with family and people who are closest to you, is those are the hardest ones to like yes. not care about their opinions. But yes. at, at the end of the day, like I kind of live in my own world, and as long as my intent is right, I I do what I have to do. I'll make mistakes along the way, but you know I won't make the same mistake twice or, or three times. So you just have to divorce yourself from trying to think about what the other person is thinking about you. You know, because yeah. it, it's, it's difficult to to live and and be free when. You're worried about somebody's opinion. Word. It's very hard. Word. What's your vision from here? You know, my mind is very expansive when, you know, I, I look into the future. You know, of course, I want to take it to, you know, podcasts, shows. You know, I, I, I want mental health to be por portrayed 
in a different light on social media, you know? So like, I, I want to take it to the big screen. And I mean, I'm not a natural actor, but I'll do whatever Why to not? get my, 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 my point across. So, um, you know, people think of mental health and your mind automatically goes to like, like bad. Like when you think of mental health, like you probably think of like, oh, depression or like sad stuff, but it can be a good thing. You know, you can talk about self-care. You can talk about all the good things that happened to you because you started putting boundaries in your life which makes somebody want to do the same. Okay, now people respect me. Like as a man, respect is a very, very, very good feeling. When people people respect you, a lot of men struggle with relationships with women because if a woman doesn't respect you, she's not fun to be around, you know? So if she respects you, you love it. If your boss respects you, you love it. If your community respects you, you're going to love it. But you don't get to that stage without putting boundaries in place. But if you can maybe talk about it from the perspective of somebody who's made it, then you get the person excited because like putting boundaries in place, that's the non-sexy stuff. That's having to tell people no. That's having to say, hey, I love you, but I can't spend time with you. That's having to say, hey, I, I can't, I'm o- I'm overbooked or I can't do this or I don't agree with this brand's um, vision, so I can't work with you and turn on the money. So it's really difficult to do that part and put the boundaries in place. So if you focus on that, you might not gain by it. But if you focus on somebody who's living their best life and, they're being respected and they're happy and they're, they're at peace, then you can get people to say, okay, now I'll do the dirty work. But you just have to, like the way you present things is very is very important. So I think we're getting there, but we can do a better job of portraying mental health, you know, uh, through media and, and um, entertainment. So that's my mission um, one way or another to do that. Do you come from a family who talks about mental health and stuff? Like where did this Not at come all. from? Where, I mean, where did it come from? <laughs> It came from being in the profession, obviously, and it came from just personal experience, making my own mistakes. And then, like, as I was growing and making mistakes and also succeeding at different things, as I'm doing that, I'm going into profession where I'm seeing, like, it's starting, like, as I'm going into the profession, like, I'm learning about different things and it's starting to help explain why things are happening in my personal life. So it's more so like I'm grateful that I'm learning these lessons because I didn't know about mental health. I didn't like to talk about my feelings. If something didn't, um, sit well with me i'd be like oh it's whatever i don't care like that was me growing up and now even the slightest thing i'm not gonna bite my tongue i'll say that didn't make me feel too good i don't really like that i don't i don't, don't want to do that anymore you know i'll back out of things or i'll leave money on the table and say i, I, I don't want to do that like yeah i like that but i just i don't want to do that it doesn't fit me something better will come and what i've seen is that when you do things that you don't want to do it takes up your time your energy and then you, you don't have any time to do the thing that you want to do because you're burnt out thinking about that one thing that you ended up like flaking on anyway. You know, so like I've learned about all this stuff, you know, in my personal life through all mistakes. And then, you know, professionally, you know, I learned about how things work at, at the hospital. But um, uh, no, my family, we don't talk about mental health at all. Like, you know, it's a traditional African um, household. So we don't talk about none of that stuff. So I've had to kind of be like the oddball. And that was good because like people don't understand you anyway. So when people don't understand you for an extended period of time, you stop trying to get them to understand you, you know? And at, at that point, it's like, okay, whatever goes, goes. This is what I'm doing. You can take it or leave it. But then they come back around eventually. They're like, oh, I like what you're doing. And then you figure out that you were right all along. But it's going to take a period of time where you're going to feel weird. You're going to feel isolated. You're going to feel like, like, you know, like the person. Because people want people need to feel like a sense of belonging. So you're going to have to go through like an, a period of isolation or, or loneliness or 
something where you have to like just be to yourself and then you have to make peace with being the person that you are. So much good stuff there. So much. I have two quick questions for you on respect the time I asked you for. Uh, But before I get to those, uh, where can people connect with you online if they want to check out your content? What are you most excited about right now? So uh, right now, I'm most excited about using TikTok to help people see me on other platforms. So TikTok has made my Instagram brand uh, get much bigger. Um, I'm about to start Twitch streaming, so playing video games and then We'll talk about mental health or self-care. We'll just talk about what's going on while we're doing that. So all this is coming from TikTok, honestly. So I'm actually very thankful that TikTok has given me the confidence and the platform. So I'm excited to see where things go. And also, um, I have a book coming up later this year. And um, I also want to get into the film industry, start making some short films along the way. So uh, there's so much that you know I want to do, and I'm taking my time, but I want to get them out. You're just getting started for sure. Uh, I want to ask you two quick questions, but before then, I want to thank you so much for your generosity, your time, and also to the example that you're setting for unconventional leaders to step outside of the box and make a difference in their own unique way. That's super inspiring. Love your content. Last two questions. Unsung hero. A lot of times when we think of making an impact in this world, making a difference, our mind automatically goes to an influencer on social media who has a million followers or an entrepreneur who, or whatever. Um, but a lot of times the person who made a really big impact in our life was an unsung hero, someone you've never mm-hmm. heard of. Okay. So if you were looking back over your life, if there's a moment or situation where you say that somebody made a big difference in your life, who would mm-hmm. be your unsung hero? Probably it's the patients that I've interacted with, you know, as, as a whole group they would probably be the unsung heroes because, you know, they're struggling with the majority of them, like severe mental illnesses um, can be quite debilitating. And, you know, some of them, the onset was early in their lives, which, you know, the prognosis is not as good when it happens like that. So those guys and girls are probably the, the unsung heroes because like as they recover and as they, you know, live to live lives as best as they can, they're living their truth and they're having to be mental health advocates for themselves, you know, to their families and to their communities. But they'll never have a, the majority of them probably won't have a big platform like this or don't even want to have a big platform, but they're there, they're living their truth and they're having to face judgment from their family members and friends. And they all have the backing of a social media to say, oh, this person was right, you know, eventually. So those guys and girls, you know, are like, they're the real heroes, you know, that's what I would say. I love that. So we're going to go back in time to this uh, man who's worked so hard uh, building up his profession and um, loves what he does, hadn't yet really ventured off into content creation, built the kind of following that you had. Um, if you were to go back and sit with him just a few years ago, before TikTok, before LA, before mm-hmm. all of this stuff, and tell him one thing that you know now that he did not understand back then, what would it be? I would tell him that you're going to be right eventually. You know, like people will judge you for everything, but you're going to be right. So don't worry about trying to prove anybody else right. Or, or don't don't worry trying to prove anybody else wrong. But instead, just prove yourself right. And also make a more intentional effort to enjoy every single moment. Um, you know, don't let the moments, don't let your goals, you know, distract you from also enjoying the present, you know, because you're going to not, um, you're going to look back and regret some moments if you don't take full advantage of what's in front of you. So I would say to just make a more intentional effort of enjoying today and every single day like that. 
The key is to do. Can we just highlight that again? That was some good stuff right there. Having ideas, having intention is cool, right? But everybody has that. Everybody has an idea. Everybody has notebooks of plans and stuff. But what separates leaders are those who actually take action, put their heart on the line and put stuff out there. The only way we're going to get better is to do, is to create. So no matter what your message is, no matter how unconventional it may be, I hope this conversation with Dr. Kojo encouraged you to just get out there and create y'all. Again, connect with him at kojosarfo.com. That is linked in the show notes. I love you. I'm in your corner. See you soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I would love to connect with you on TikTok. Are you a TikToker? Listen, I won't tell a soul. You can find me at Heather Parody. That is P-A-R-A-D-Y. That's also linked in the show notes. Again, that is Heather Parody on TikTok. TikTok.